What is up, everybody? Quick, I'm Shirley from Philly Sports Talk. Back here today to do another NFL Weekly Recap. Uh, sorry we've been slacking a little bit with uh, getting these recaps. It, it's a, a lot to prepare for and it's a busy time going on, but everything's starting to slow down, so I should be getting these out every single week. And It's one that I actually really enjoy doing, probably one of my more favorites, so I, I love doing these podcasts, so I'm going to try to get them out. Let's get right into it. So I'll break down every game, give my opinions, top five stars of the week, power rankings, and week seven predictions. Um, here we go. For the Thursday night football game, the Commanders, uh, they just barely beat the Bears 12-7. to Both teams go to 2-4. and four. Just another boring Thursday night game that the Bears really choked away. Um, the Bears, they scored a touchdown to begin the second half of a big Justin Fields throw to Dante Pettis. And I thought they were going to win. I really did, but when the Commanders... Continued to struggle. They punted. Uh, they, the ball was in, around the 10-yard line, and the Bears punt returner dropped the ball, and the Commanders just scored on a Brian Robinson rushing touchdown, which, by the way, is his first of career, and it's just astounding that he's back from being shot just a month or two ago. So the Bears, they had it, and they just threw it right out the window. Uh, that's the only reason why the Commanders scored. Wentz looked really bad in this game, and he also broke his finger, so he'll be out for a month or more. That's That's unfortunate to see, but he was... Really bad, like I said, 12-22 for 99 yards. That's it. Brian Robinson got 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. He is now the lead back. I really do think Antonio Gibson should be playing more. This dude is talented, man. I, I just don't understand the scheme just to completely, almost practically bench him. Uh, it really makes me angry with this Commanders franchise. I, I don't want to see that. Out of the receiving game, Terry McLaurin just three receptions for 41 yards. Uh, five sacks for the Commanders and a Jonathan Allen interception as well uh, inside their own 10 yard line Justin Fields threw it hit a D lineman's helmet right into Jonathan Allen's hands so the Bears actually they got stuffed on the goal line twice uh, once being the interception and another one they got just they just got stuffed um, so who knows what would have happened if they could convert there Justin Fields in this game 14 to 27 completions 190 yards an interception and a touchdown 12 carries for 88 yards uh, but that is really mainly because of that huge run that almost set up the game when he scored late in the game. And that, that was really, the it was very exciting. I was starting to get hyped up a little bit because it was such a nice run. Got around uh, inside the red zone, but nothing could come of that. Darnell Mooney just missed the end zone on that final play, which I still don't like the play call, really. Uh, stopped at the one, which really sucked. But even if he got in, I think it would have been ruled a drop, so it would have been overturned. But um, who knows what would have happened. In the run game for the Bears, um, Dave Montgomery, 15 carries for 67 yards. Khalil Herbert looked good, actually. Seven carries for 74 yards. Uh, that, that was heavily weighted by one big run, though, but I, I really liked what he was doing. And Darnell Mooney, his stat line, seven receptions for 68 yards, all 12 targets. He might not, not be a bad pickup in your fantasy leagues if he's on waivers. I picked him up one or two. But enough of the Thursday night games. They're just so bad. Let's get to the Sunday games. The Falcons... Defeat the 49ers 28-14. Both teams go to 3-3. Three and three. The 49ers were, with, were missing a lot of key players, including Nick Bosa. Um, I don't have too much on this game because I did not get to catch much from it. But what I did was Mariota was almost perfect. 13-14 completions, 129 yards, two touchdowns, six carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, almost a perfect day from Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Uh, almost split carries completely. 16 carries for Huntley, 15 for Algier. I don't think you should pick up either of these guys or play them unless you're in a plus 15 or like 16 plus team 
league. They just, neither of them are going to be reliable. Um, but Kyle Pitts, he finally got in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, we've been waiting to see this. Drake London, three receptions for 40 yards. For the 49ers, they're just such a grit and grind defensive team. So when they're missing those guys like Bosa and all the four other guys that they were, it's tough for them to win games because that's really how they win. Um, Garoppolo, 29 of 41, 296 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. It was a quiet day for the running backs, combining for just 50 yards on 16 carries and no touchdowns to show for it for the Niners either. Jeff Wilson was really, uh, really silent. And now the receiving game, Brandon Ayuk. This is interesting. He um, got out-targeted Debo Samuel in this game. Eight receptions for 83 yards, two touchdowns too, with 11 targets. Debo, seven receptions for 79 yards and 11 or 10 targets. So that's interesting. George Kittle had his best game of the year too so far. Eight receptions for 83 yards, but a little more pass-heavy because they were down. To the Patriots and Browns, uh, the Patriots 30 to 15 victory. They go to three and three. Browns fall to two and four. Bailey Zapp is playing good football. Um, he really is. The real question, is there actually a QB controversy in New England? Uh, I don't know. You know, Mac Jones was a pro bowler last year, but I do think he's overrated, but he sh should still be the starter for now. If he underperforms when he comes back, though, then maybe Zappy or Zapp, whatever, maybe he'll be good. I mean, uh, we've been watching him, you know, Drew Bledsoe. It's like a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady thing all over again. Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. Zappy, his numbers, 24-34 completions, 309 yards, and two touchdowns. Ramon J. Stevenson with uh, Damian Harris out, 19 carries for 76 yards, including two touchdowns. Tyquan Thornton had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Devontae Parker, four receptions, 64 yards. Hunter Henry, receiving touchdown. For the Browns, Jacoby Brissett was pretty bad in this game. Just 21 of 45 completions, 266 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He had a 54.5 passer rating, which is not good. Nick Chubb, his slowest game of the year, 12 carries for 56 yards. Uh, but again, they were mainly passing since they were down so much. And Amari Cooper had a receiving touchdown and 44 yards as well. Led teams in targets with 12, but just had four receptions to show for it. Next most was six. So the next most wide receiver or tight end for the Browns uh, had six targets and Cooper had 12. So Cooper should probably be starting almost every week, uh, at least at flex. And two sacks for Miles Garrett to note as well. But the Packers just steam not Packers, the Patriots just steamrolled the Browns in this game and looks like they can might be able to sneak into the playoff picture soon. The Jets are they legit, man? They go out and defeat the Packers twenty seven to ten. They go to four and two, Packers fall to three and three. I actually think they are for real, you know. I don't think they're contenders, but even their defense is looking solid. I mean we see what Sauce Gardner is. He's looking really good. Brees Hall, he looks really good. And with 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown in this one. Zach Wilson might be the best quarterback coming out of that draft class. He didn't have to do too much in this one. Just 10 of 18 completions for 110 yards. Braxton Brios had a rushing touchdown. Garrett Wilson got, had his welcome to the NFL moment. He got locked down by Jairi Alexander. Uh, held to just one reception for 8 yards. So. And Quinn Williams had a solid day on the defensive line. I believe having two sacks, but uh, yeah, the Jets. I think they're they. I think they might be a playoff team. We're just going to see how the rest of the season plays out. Uh, but the NFL is not. There's not that many favorites anymore. Like it, once you get past the Bills and Chiefs, and honestly, they have their flaws too. Um, it's really the NFL is up for grabs. So uh, a lot of these teams can make the playoffs. Let's we'll see. The Packers could really not get anything going. It was pretty brutal. 
Uh, Rodgers in this one, just 26 of 41 for 246 yards and touchdown. The rushing game was really bad too. A.J. Dillon, just 10 carries, 41 yards, which is all right. But Aaron Jones, 9 carries for 19 yards. So keep an eye on that going in the future. Robert Tanyan, 10 receptions for 90 yards. Alan Lazard, 4 receptions, 76 yards and touchdown. But uh, yeah, that's it for this one. I generally do think the Jets are solid and I like Zach Wilson. So we'll see what happens in the future. The Colts edge one out over the Jaguars, 34-27. They go to 3-2-1, Jaguars fall to 2-4. Matt Ryan was actually solid, and he led the Colts to a game-winning touchdown this game with a couple really nice throws. His full stat line, 42-58 of 58 completions, 389 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, it was actually a really good day for Matt Ryan. This is not the same guy we saw on Thursday Night Football uh, just a few weeks prior. Deion Jackson filled in for an injured Jonathan Taylor again. He finished with 12 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown. And they used him as a receiving back, too. 10, carry, or 10 receptions for 79 yards. So Taylor gets ruled out any more games. This guy should be in your lineup for sure if you can get him. Michael Pittman, 13 receptions for 134 yards. And uh, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, and Jelani Woods all had receiving touchdowns. I like Alec Pierce. If he's on waivers in your league, he might not be a bad pickup either. Maybe this is the turning point for the Colts. Uh, what we'll to see. But uh, for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, he looks solid in this game. 20-22 completions for 165 yards and three total touchdowns, two of them being rushing. Travis Etienne, he had a good day too. 10 carries, 86 yards. We'll see if he starts to take over the workload a little bit more. J-Rob, 12 carries, 54 yards. Christian Kirk, he had a receiving touchdown. But Jaguars, they look solid to start the year. Not so much now. We'll have to see what happens. To the Vikings and Dolphins, the Vikings with the 24-16 victory. They go to 5-1. Dolphins go to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The Vikings, they just have these nail-biter games, man. They got to stop with it. And I still can't tell if they are for real or not because there's just so many close games uh, against teams that are all right. You know, the Dolphins are good when when there's healthy Tua. This game, they had a Skylar Thompson starting and then ended up being Bridgewater because Thompson got hurt. But we'll get to that in a second. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings, 20-30 completions, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 13 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, he had a slow start, uh, but he started to pick it up a little bit. Just six receptions, though, 107 yards. Adam Thielen, he had a receiving touchdown in this game, along with Irv Smith. The Vikings, they had six sacks, headlined by Zadarius Smith's two and Patrick Jones's two. I bet there's some people that forgot that Zadarius Smith went to the Vikings. Uh, it was kind of a big move in the offseason just because of the fact that he was with the Packers. But, yeah, and Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith both had INTs in this game. Uh, the third-string QB for the Dolphins... Like I said, Skylar Thompson got hurt, and uh, Bridgewater, he was medically cleared, but they didn't want to start him. He was just in case of emergency, and it was an emergency. <laughs> and he comes in 23 of 34 completions, 329 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions as well. Raheem Mostert, 14 carries for 49 yards. But this Dolphins receiving core, man, they just continue to put up these numbers. It's crazy. Tyree Kill, 12 receptions for 177 yards, and Jalen Waddle, 129 receiving yards on six receptions. These two guys are crazy. They're so fun to watch. Mike Asicki had a great game, too. Six receptions for 69 yards and two touchdowns. But I love watching Waddle and Tyreek together. Uh, they're two of the more entertaining guys to watch. And on the same team, too, to see them both producing, it's something else. To the Bengals and Saints. Bengals get back to 500 with the 30-26 to victory. Uh, Saints, they go to 2-4. and four, Bengals, 3-3. Three and three. The Bengals are still trying to find their identity a little bit, but they turned it around a little here with uh, 
with how good Jamar Chase was. Finally, seven receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. He was really good. Joe Burrow as well, 20 to 37 completions for 300 yards. Uh, four total touchdowns, three of them being passing, one rushing, and a 126 passer rating, so Burrow was pretty damn good in this one. Joe Mixon, eight carries for 45 yards, he had a receiving touchdown. I believe this Bengals team will start to break out a little bit. You know, the NFL, I said a little earlier, is just so up for grabs right now. Uh, I think they'll start to find their way a little bit. For the Saints, Andy Dalton, 17-32 completions, 162 yards and touchdown. Uh, Alvin Kamara, though, 19 carries, 99 yards, six receptions as well. Rashid Shahid, I believe is how you say it, he had a rushing touchdown. And Traquan Smith had a receiving touchdown. For the Saints, two sacks uh, for DeMario Davis, so... One of the better linebackers in the game. But uh, to the Ravens and Giants, the Ravens get upset. Uh, I guess you can't say upset because of the Giants' record, but I think it still shocked a lot of people. The Giants win 24-20. to They go to 5-1, and Ravens fall to 3-3. Three and three. I still don't believe the Giants are contenders, but they definitely are a playoff team. Their schedule is so easy, um, so I think they will make the playoffs. I'm still not a believer in Daniel Jones, uh, but I'll give him credit. He has been playing well. And this one, 19-27 completions for 173 yards and two touchdowns. But Saquon Barkley, too, he's a big reason. 83 yards on 22 carries and a touchdown. And Daniel Bellinger and Wandale Robinson both have receiving touchdowns. For the Ravens, this was Lamar Jackson's first really bad start this year. Only 17-32 completions for 210 yards, one, one touchdown, one interception. Giants just did a great job of limiting uh, Lamar Jackson to what he could do. And when he tried to lead the pocket, it just didn't work. Kenyon Drake, he got a big workload. Uh, ten, well, not necessarily a big workload. He did a lot with what his workload was. 119 yards and a touchdown on just 10 carries. So, solid day from him. We'll see if he gets more work because J.K. Dobbins did not practice on Thursday, which is today when I'm recording. Mark Andrews, he also didn't practice either. Seven receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. Him and Travis Kelsey are just on a whole other level, really. I mean... The, the gap between Kelsey and, and Andrews between the rest of the league is just so huge. Um, they're, just, they're just really on a different level. Uh, and I can't really tell what the Ravens are yet either this year. We're just going to have to see as time goes on. To the Buccaneers and Steelers, the Steelers with an upset. 20-18, to 18, they go to 2-4, and four, Bucks fall to 3-3. Three and three. The Steelers pull off the upset. Uh, the Buccaneers could not convert on the two-point conversion to tie the game. I will say this, though. It might be a mix of the Steelers underperforming to start the year so far and the Buccaneers just not being as good as they used to be. Uh, so I don't know if this is as major of an upset as people think it is. We'll have to see because I do think the Steelers are a little bit better <coughs> Excuse me, than the record shows. Um, they do have a lot of things to pick up, but I think they're a one-game below 500 team. Uh, but we'll see. The Buccaneers, they'll get it going. You know, it's Tom Brady. Their team still has so much talent. Kenny Pickett got hurt, and Mitchell Trubisky came in, and he balled out. He should still be the starter over Kenny Pickett. I don't care what anyone says. Trubisky, 9-12, completions for 144 yards and a touchdown. Apparently, he got benched, though, because there's an altercation in the locker room at halftime. We do not know the full details on that yet, though. Najee Harris, 14 carries for 42 yards and a receiving touchdown. Chase Claypool with a couple good gains back-to-back. Maybe he's a pickup in fantasy this week. Um... Seven receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown for him in this one. Deontay Johnson was quiet, just couldn't get separation. He had five receptions, but just for 28 yards. And Tom Brady, he was going off on his offensive line in this game, but the Bucs stayed off to a slow start. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl, too. Um, 
I'm just not worried about them too much yet. Brady in this one, 25 of 40 completions for 243 yards and a touchdown. Leonard Fournette, 63 yards on 21 carries. He had a receiving touchdown. Chris Galvin was having a good day, six receptions for 95 yards. Mike Evans, um, not as efficient, just four receptions for 42 yards. And Cameron Bray, he got hurt. Uh, so tight end Cade Otten, or Oten might be a decent option for larger fantasy leagues this week. To the afternoon games, the Panthers and Rams. The Rams, 24-10. They finally, they, I mean, it was a little scary at first. They go to 3-3, three and three, Panthers fall to 1-5. and five. I think we should start by talking. The McCaffrey trade rumors are going around, and maybe the Bills are callers. Who knows? I doubt he gets traded, though, because big trades in the NFL, we just don't see it happen much anymore. Um, really, I, I can't remember the last time there was a big one. The Matthew Stafford trade was definitely a big one, I think, but... The Rams, they did not look good in this game either. The Super Bowl hangover is real. Stafford threw another really bad interception in this game. Uh, it was kind of a check down. It was just a poor decision-making. Dante Jackson um, caught it and took it to the house. But other than that, Stafford was okay. 26-33 completions, 253 yards, a touchdown, and that interception he gave up. Cam Akers did not play, and it looks like he's going to get traded. We'll have to see what happens, so... Darrell Henderson, if he's somehow still on waivers in your league, go pick him up because he is going to be the main running back. And Cam Akers, this is an interesting name too because maybe he gets traded somewhere and is an RB1. Uh, we'll have to see because really his role could be completely different. Uh, I'm lucky in the fact that a couple weeks ago prior, I picked up both Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson like right when they were completely splitting carries um, because I just felt confident that something was going to have to give and... It's giving right now, so what we'll to see. Darrell Henderson in this game, he had tw only 12 carries. He should be getting more, and I'll get to that in a second. He did have 43 yards and a touchdown. He had a couple big plays, man. He converted on a nice third and 16 off a run play. The Rams are just going to give up on the play, and Henderson takes the first down. Malcolm Brown, he should not be getting as this many carries. He had seven carries. He only had 15 yards. Darrell Henderson should be getting at least four or five of those. He deserves it. He was solid last year, too, when he was RB1. Ben Skoronek, he had a rushing touchdown. Cooper Cup, seven receptions for 80 yards. That's a quiet game for him. And Allen Robinson, one of the main targets in the red zone. He had five receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if this will keep up, though, because it looked like Stafford was trying to find him in the end zone a little bit more just because it was the Panthers, maybe. Uh, but I, I expect him to maybe run more look for Cooper Cup in bigger games. For the Panthers, Baker Mayfield, he did not play, so it was up to P.J. Walker. Uh, P.J. Walker in this game, just 10 of 16 for 60 yards, pretty bad. But Sam Donald, he returns from IR this week, so I, I imagine he's going to get the start. We'll have to see. McCaffrey in this one, 13 carries for 69 yards, 7 receptions and 89 yards as well out of the passing game. D.J. Moore was shut down completely, just 7 yards off 3 receptions. And uh, like I said, the lone touchdown for the Panthers was a pick 6 from Dante Jackson. It I got to give credit to Jackson because it was a good read, but just a brutal pass it from Stafford. Not a good decision. The Seahawks, they defeat the Cardinals 19-9. They go to 3-3. Three and three. Cardinals fall to 2-4. and four. Now, maybe there's a chance the Seahawks creep into the playoff picture towards the end of the year because, um, really, they didn't look that bad. Geno Smith was all right in this game. One of the worst games he's had all year, and it wasn't even that bad. Just 20-31 completions for just 197 yards. Six carries for 48 yards. He was trying to make things happen with his legs, and it was actually working out. Kenneth Walker in his first game is the main running back. 21 carries for 97 yards and touchdown. He should be starting in your lineup because nobody can test him for carries. I mean, I don't even think DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas had one in this game. 
So we'll see what happens. Noah Fant led the team with six receptions and 45 yards out of the receiving game, and Metcalf and Lockett combined for just four receptions for 51 yards. For the defense, though, six sacks for the Seahawks. That's really good. For the Cardinals, they're losing Marquise Brown for at least two months, which is very unfortunate. Uh, the good news is they do get DeAndre Hopkins back. He'll be playing tonight on Thursday night against the Saints, and I think he'll. I think he's going to be solid, especially in fantasy too, because no Marquise Brown. We'll have to see. Kyler Murray in this one, he has not looked that good to start the year. 23 of 37 completions for 222 yards. I uh, threw an interception, no touchdowns, and but he did have 10 carries for 100 yards. Eno Benjamin was the RB1 in this one because James Conner was down. He had 15 carries for 37 yards. And the receiving game, Marquise Brown, before he got hurt, five receptions for 68 yards. Uh, Zach Ertz, seven receptions for 70 yards. And defensively, two sacks for Zayvon Collins. But that's all from this one. Uh, the final two games of the slate, because remember, uh, we do not do the Eagles games. We have those individual podcasts that you can go check out. But by far the game of the week, the Bills and the Chiefs, the Bills with a 24-20 victory. They go to 5-1. Five, five and one. Chiefs go to 4-2. The Bills get their revenge. And uh, I do believe these are the two best teams in the league, personally. Both these quarterbacks are insane and can do practically anything with the football in their hands. Uh, but Holmes, though, he's so late. He had a really bad interception that just threw the game away. I don't know what he was thinking because there was nobody in the vicinity uh, of where he was throwing. Besides that interception, he was really good. Uh, and he made some great throws, but that was bad. He didn't even give the team a chance. Mahomes full stat line, 25 of 40 completions for 338 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Juju Smith with a solid day, his first of the year, five receptions for 113 yards, a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, eight receptions for 108 yards. McCole Hardman had a receiving touchdown. Clyde Edwards Hilaire on the run game, just 33 yards and nine carries. You should have traded him while you could in fantasy. For the Bills, though, uh, this team, they looked really good. Josh Allen, 27-40 uh, for 329 yards and three touchdowns. Devin Singletary, he's actually having a, a pretty good, pretty solid season, doing it kind of quiet as well, uh, kind of under the radar. 17 carries for 85 yards in this game. And Stephon Diggs with a big intercept, or interception, a big touchdown catch in this one. He ended with 10, 10 receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. Gabe Davis also had a huge touchdown catch and. Dawson Knox had the final receiving touchdown. Defensively, two sacks for Von Miller. Man, he is such a game changer, even at his age. He's made some big plays already this year, and it's fun to watch. Uh, on to the Monday night game. The Chargers versus Broncos. Chargers get a 19-16 win. They get a 4-2. Broncos fall to 2-4. Russell Wilson and the Broncos continue to look brutal. And it's upsetting to see Russ play like this because I do think he's I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't think he's. De- I don't think he's in the declining process yet. Um, hopefully, he can figure it out. And this game, just 15 to 28 completions for 180 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray, he got the main workload, but apparently Melvin Gordon is a Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a starter going into this week. Murray in this game, 16 carries for 66 yards, while Gordon just got three carries for eight yards, so nothing at all to show for there. Sutton got locked down, just two receptions for 14 yards. Jerry Judy threw receptions for 54 yards, and Greg Dolchich had a touchdown for the Broncos. But for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, 37 of 57, 57 completions for 238 yards. Uh, he didn't throw a touchdown, though. He did throw one interception. Austin Eckler, 14 carries for 36 yards, one touchdown. Also had 10 receptions for 47 yards. Such a good fantasy option. Joshua Palmer, 9 receptions for 57 yards. He had a solid workload because Keenan Allen is still out. 
But Mike Williams was locked down, held his two receptions for 17 yards. A big part of that is Patrick Sertain of the Broncos, uh, who is really good. Keenan was out this game. He should be returning this upcoming week. Uh, this is just good for football when he's playing. Defensively, two sacks with Drew Tranquil in this game for the Chargers. Both teams had a chance to win in overtime, and it was just another sloppy primetime game. Uh, kicker Dustin Hopkins was the one dealing with a hamstring problem, but he was still able to uh, put the game away with the game winner in overtime, which is cool to see. That is all the games from the Week 6 slate. There are teams on bye. Uh, teams with bye weeks from this past week, the Lions, Titans, Raiders, and Texans all did not play. And let's go to a quick commercial break before we get into our top five stars of the week. So there's a couple guys that just missed my list. Bailey Zappi is one of them. Brees Hall, another. Michael Pittman. And then I wanted to do another combination of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but I just couldn't, especially because the Dolphins lost. Uh, let's get into it. Number five, Joe Burrow. Uh, really just a great week. Almost perfect. 20 to 37 completions, 300 yards, three touchdowns with a rushing touchdown as well. So four total, the 126 passer rating. Um, Matt Ryan at four, uh, he actually made some big-time throws in this game. 42 of 58 completions for 389 yards and three touchdowns. I really enjoyed watching him play this past week. It was really, really solid. Number three, Josh Allen, uh, 27 of 40 completions for 329 yards and three touchdowns. He was just doing whatever he could. And then we got two receivers to round out the list. Uh, really just depends on what order you want to put them in. And it was close. Uh, I ended up putting Jamar Chase at two. Uh, with seven receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns. He had a great game, and it was close against the Saints, but I think Stephon Diggs. He was just in a more meaningful game. Diggs finished with 10 receptions for 148 yards and a touchdown. He is your number one star from this week, especially in as meaningful of a game against the Chiefs. Time now for your power rankings, and again, since this is such a long podcast, I don't talk much about it. I kind of just skim through it. Uh, these are my power rankings, though. 32, Panthers, 31, Texas. Time now for your power rankings. Um, again, since it's such a long podcast already, I'm kind of just going to skim through it. And uh, you can ask questions on the Philly Sports Talk Instagram page, which is philly.sports.talk underscore no capitals. Send me a DM or something, but yeah, I'm just going to kind of just go through it. These are my power rankings. So 32 Panthers, 31 Texans, 30 Lions, 29 Commanders, 28 Bears, 27 Jaguars, 26 Saints, 25 Steelers, 24 Browns, 23 Broncos, 22 Raiders, 21 Cardinals, 20 Falcons, 19 Seahawks, 18 Colts, 17 Dolphins, 16 Packers, 15 Patriots, 14 Titans, 13 Rams, 12 Jets, 11 Ravens, 10 Bengals, 9 Giants, 8 Cowboys, 7 49ers, 6 Chargers, 5 Buccaneers, 4 Vikings, 3 Chiefs, 2 Eagles, and 1 the Bills. The Buffalo Bills are my number one in the NFL right now. And that's not biased because I'm an Eagles fan, obviously. So, Time for your Week 7 predictions, which is the final segment we got on this podcast. Thursday night, tonight, I got the Saints defeating the Cardinals. I think it is going to be a little bit of an upset. The Cardinals have not won a home game in eight straight weeks. Uh, and expect Alvin Kamara to have a big night for the Saints. To the Sunday games, I got the Ravens defeating the Browns. I think the Buccaneers should breeze through the Panthers. I had the Bengals defeating the Falcons, Cowboys defeating the Lions. I think the Jaguars defeat the Giants, so a little bit of an upset alert there. I think it's only going to be the second loss for the Giants this week. Then I have the Colts over the Titans, a big division game. It's going to be a close one, but I do think the Colts will pull out. Packers over the Commanders, they get back on track. Jets over the Broncos, they continue to look great. 
Raiders over the Texans, Chargers over the Seahawks, Chiefs over the 49ers, barely. Uh, and your Sunday night game, I have the Steelers defeating the Dolphins, so an upset alert there, especially with Tua Tagovailoa coming back. And Monday night, I think the Patriots take care of the Bears pretty easily. There are four teams on bye weeks, uh, the Vikings, Eagles, Rams, and Bills. Whew. That is going to conclude your NFL Week 6 recap. Or, well, yeah, Week 6 recap. Lots to talk about. I may have said Week 7 recap in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what I mean. Uh, another great week of football is in the books. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Peace.